0: We continue in God's Word in the fourth chapter of Mark, reading at the 26th verse. A parable that might sound familiar, but you're probably thinking of the other one. (laughs) Listen for God's Word. Jesus also said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter the seed on the ground. And would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain, and the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. The word of the Lord. Well, we finished up our four G's of stewardship, grace. Gratitude, generosity, and giving. and a little while, you'll get to, to give back your pledges for next year in the offering plates as they move among us, and then we will dedicate them to God. But just a couple of more thoughts on giving this morning. First of all, giving is what we do. Jesus says the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground. The parable assumes the sower scatters the seed, it assumes someone is going to give something, in this case, as an investment in the future. Now admittedly, the parable calls to mind another more memorable parable about scattering seed. You have to go back to the first part of this chapter if you want to read it. You know that one. It's, it focuses on what happens to the seed. Is it on a path do birds eat it? Is it on rocky ground? Is it on fertile and will grow? But not, not this parable. This parable emphasizes the role of the sower. The one who gives the seed. Giving is the foundation to the parable. Giving is foundational to who we are as followers of Christ. Our DNA as Christians makes us givers. Sowers of the seed. We're not told how much the sower sows. Likewise, no one has told you what you should give in dollar amounts. No one has told you how much time you should give. No one has told you what to do with your talents. We might ask, but the sower sows. You get to figure out your motives and your amounts. We give you information, emails this year about how our gifts are used for God's work here in our midst and beyond. We've heard lots of reasons to give from our members who have have shared their reasons for giving in our moments for mission the last few weeks. The specifics of our giving matter, of course, but it begins with a commitment to giving. That sower. Giving is what we do as followers of Christ. Donald Miller, in his book, Blue Like Jazz, tells the story of a friend who has tithed all through the years by putting money in a jar. It began when he was a a child. He would get an allowance and give a tithe, 10% into the jar, or he would mow a lawn and put 10% in a jar. And every once in a while when the jar filled up, he would take the money and go give it somewhere, sometimes to church, sometimes elsewhere. The issue was not the church getting the money. The issue was being a giver. Recognizing our call to be sowers of the seed. I might add that giving is not limited to just financial giving. Giving back to God includes our time and our talents. God's claim on us is for all we are our call to respond in giving includes all we have just as the sower is assumed in the story and is sowing seeds so as followers of Christ we are people who give Secondly, we give to be a part of what God is doing now and into the future. If you read this parable too closely and and dissect it, you may end up with a sense of apathy. The one who sows does not know how the seed grows. We're told the sower would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The seeds grow... The grain comes of it, and then the harvest arrives. Almost as if the sower is disconnected and has nothing to do with the growth of the seed or the harvest. A reminder, we are called to sow the seeds. It's an investment in God's future, but it is not our future. It is God's future. God will be at work. The seed will grow. The harvest will come because God is a God who promises a future. And our giving is an investment in that. A connecting ourselves with that God who calls us into the future. Finally, let's look at this Malachi passage. We know Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. That's the thematic placement. The way Malachi announces the one who will come means they put it right at the end before they start the the New Testament. But Malachi was likely a contemporary of Nehemiah. Nehemiah, as you may remember, is the one who rebuilt Jerusalem after the Israelites returned to Judah following their 70 years as prisoners in Babylon. Put Malachi, those words we hear in that context. The Israelites in exile had dreamed of a future when they would return to Jerusalem, and the future had arrived. They had lived into it. Their prayers had been answered. They stand as a reminder that we give for the future with the assurance that God will be with us, leading and guiding us into that future. But notice that in the moment, God challenges the Israelites, Put me to the test. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, we're told, so that there may be food in my house, and thus put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you an overflowing blessing. In other words, those of you who have have lived into the future, those of you who have seen what I have done, sow some more seed, give back some more, and wait and see what God will do with that. A commitment marked by their giving. So we hear the call to put God to the test. Commit to the future with our giving. And wait and see. Join with. And discover what God is going to do. The harvest will come. Give and be a part of it. Amen.